Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I don't know why you would ever change your dial from Fox Sports Radio. I really don't. Clay Travis in the morning to Dan Patrick to Colin Cowherd to Gottlieb to Gorman uh, on up into the night. You know, JT the Brick. I mean, like, listen, uh, Ben Mahler. I mean, we got awesome weekend shows are awesome. But if if it's ever if it's ever the case to which you think maybe I'll change, this is the day to which you shouldn't do that. That's because following my show, you know, and then you got Gore, the Gorman boys for an hour, and then at seven Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio, wall to wall coverage of the NBA draft with Karan Butler, Jason McIntyre, and Chris Broussard. McIntyre will join us with some hot takes. He's got his own muck draft uh, that we'll get to in 15 minutes. Um, Dwight Howard's going to get bought out after getting traded yesterday. We have some uh, Lincoln Riley's going to join us, head coach of Oklahoma, who one year in got a pay bump. Uh, Dante Jones will join us later on in the show. We'll talk a little bit about Baker Mayfield's appearance in the herd. And uh, I will mention that the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing the right thing by not openly opining and doing everything it can, they can to, uh, to, to beg and plead to keep LeBron James. All of that upcoming. 
But um, did you guys know this? That literally has been changed in the Webster's Dictionary. Are you aware of this? This is, look, millennials have brought some great things to the table. Rye Music, your generation, you guys have done some good things. Avocado toast, this is a good thing. It really has. Um, And I do think that being aware of many political topics is important. But the changing the definition of literally ranks above uh, going from aware to being woke. It really does. That, that's what it does. That millennials have spoken, and because they use the word literally wrong so many times, that they've done what anyone who makes the rules will do, and that they've changed the rules. Literally, in Webster's Dictionary, not only means what literally means, but it also means what figuratively means. And the changing of the de- definition of literally is like the changing definition of talent. Look, in my business... In my business, when you're on air, when you speak into the microphone, we are called talent. That's what the NBA draft is this year. Don't get me wrong. There's some really good players. Like if I, if I squint a little bit and I see Marvin Bagley, I'm like, he could be Chris Bosh. I get it. I like it. He could be Chris Bosh. Uh, when I look at some of the players in the league and I'm like, hmm, I, look, I watch Chandler Hutchison play from Boise State. I'm like, huh, it's a 3 and D guy. Long arm, can really shoot. Not much of a ball handler, only goes right. He could be Trevor Reza. But there is no Ben Simmons, I don't believe, in this draft. There's definitely no LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade in this draft. And so talent is a literal word. But by literal, I mean figurative word. We have to adjust to what this talent is. Bagley's tremendous. I actually have him as the number one prospect in this class, and I have Colin Sexton as number two. DeAndre Ayton, not even top two, but he'll go number one tonight. Uh, We'll get to why in a second. But the point is that when you use the word, when you said this draft, how talented is this draft? Like, well, I actually think it's pretty talented, maybe more so than last year. And some of you will sit there and go, wait a second, that's blasphemy. I watched last year's NBA draft class. Play so great in the NBA playoffs, right? That's what you're. That's what you're told. That's what you're led to believe that last year's NBA draft. But then you look and Markel Fultz. Uh, Markel Fultz won. Obviously struggled this year with his confidence, and we're told with the shoulder. Lonzo Ball only played 52, 53 games. I think he'll be a good player, but for for about three quarters of the season, he was the worst shooter in the NBA. Jason Tatum had a tremendous playoff run, averaged 14 a game in the regular season. That's a win. Josh Jackson, does anybody remember what he did for the Phoenix Suns? De'Aaron Fox was okay with Sacramento. Jonathan Isaac's a project. Laurie Markkinen played well for, for the Bulls that were terrible, and they were tanking. You know, Dennis Smith got some great dunks but can't shoot. Like, you go down and, like, Malik Monk, eh. Zach Collins, Ben's player, too young for Gonzaga. The, the problem is that we are now plucking guys younger and younger. If you don't go, it ain't cool. Right? And everybody coming out soon, soon becomes Miles Davis. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. The point is that even if you look at last year, you look at last year, you're going to sit back and you're going to say, hey, Donovan Mitchell. And you're right. He's tremendous. Hey, Jason Tatum. You're right. He's tremendous. Um, 
Even OG Enneboy is is going to be a fantastic player. Kyle Kuzma at twenty seven the first round. There's a he is a stud player, but there's twenty two other dudes, many of whom did nothing this year in the NBA. So I I actually think, I actually believe that this is a more talented draft than last year's draft. But I also believe that it's not one of the great drafts of our lifetime and it's not going to produce once in a you know generation changing basketball players. It just we don't have that type of weaponry coming out of the college game. And and one reason is it's it's really hard to tell because we haven't seen them long enough. It's weird because basketball is in great shape in terms of the overall talent in the sport, but bad shape in terms of our knowledge of these players, the fact, the fact that I have to explain to you who half these players are only proves my point that they're coming out too early. College should be used not only to, to build your, your game, but build your brand. But we're hurting both games by doing so. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Tonight, catch Chris Roussard. NBA champion Karan Butler and our next guest, Jason McIntyre. Throughout the entire first round of the draft, beginning at 7 Eastern time, in addition to the latest LeBron and Kawhi rumors, they'll have predictions and analysis of all 30 picks in the first round. That's tonight, Chris Broussard, Karan Butler, Jason McIntyre, 7 Eastern, right here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, and uh, let's welcome in Jason McIntyre. Jason, here's the story, okay? This is the... Honest to goodness story. So, to this, fifteen years ago, two thousand three, um, I was a, a late addition to the ESPN radio draft broadcast. Jim Durham, now who is now passed, great uh, oh. longtime yeah. voice in the NBA, was the host. Fred Carter and Kevin Lockery were the other two analysts, and I was brought in because I knew the international guys that actually played internationally against Darko Milicic, against Boris Diaw, Michael Pietrus. Uh, Andre Kirilenko and I covered college and high school basketball, and um, you know once they got once they got to Chris Bosh, they really you know those weren't guys that they knew. It's the 15 year anniversary of it. This is your this oh, is your first yeah. right. You've been doing this for a long time since you started the big lead. You got to be excited. Yeah, stoked, man. I mean, I I love the NBA draft. I devour uh, you know all the college basketball games. Even though you know, Doug, in our industry, college hoops is kind of like. It's fading a little bit. Don't you feel like it's become mostly a one-month sport? But you and I are like geeks about it. I mean, you obviously played, and I like – I was in a college basketball fantasy league, dude, for like a decade where you draft what? keepers and they stick with you for three or four years. You know, so like I, I'm all into this. And like, listen, I love DeAndre Ayton as much as the next guy. But I, I watched him plenty, uh, you know, just crush these Pac-12 pack jokers. I'm telling you, man, I would go Luka Doncic right out of the gate. I'd take him first. Well, you know, his 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 coach for his national team is now the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. I would take yep. Marvin Bagley first. Ah. Um, I would take I would take Colin Sexton second. This is a guard dominant league. I think what would Doncic Yeah. Wow, let's yeah. back up. Now the look bag. Sacramento you know, so- now now look, Sacramento doesn't need that. Sacramento would take if I was Sacramento, I'd probably take Doncic second. Uh, because Sacramento has, they drafted De'Aaron. It would it would tell you that De'Aaron Fox isn't good enough. Now look, De'Aaron Fox might not be good enough. Um, but I think you could take Doncic and get away with it in Sacramento, whereas you couldn't take a Colin Sexton, a point guard, 
two years in a row. But if again, if I'm just going based upon how I think right. they'll translate to the NBA, it's become a guard dominant league. You got to be able to play both ends. You got to have a burst of speed. You got to have leadership capabilities. I like Doncic. I just don't think he's a star caliber athlete in the NBA. Okay. Well, there's a lot of stuff there. Let, let me start here. So you said guard dominant league. I would agree. Point guards are important. But my opinion, I think it's kind of become a wing league here in the last yeah. couple of years. It's transitioned to you've got to be able to play both ways, right? You've got to play on the wing. And the Houston Rockets pushed the Warriors to seven. How? Not with Clint Capella on the floor, but with Ariza, Tucker, Eric Gordon, guys who can defend on the perimeter, on the switches, because that's all it is now. You see the playoffs. It's just pick and roll, let's match up hunt, let's find the guy we can take advantage of. And there weren't really any of those with the Rockets. And then, of course, Chris Paul gets hurt and, you know, kind of fell apart. But as such, that's, I, I wouldn't put Colin Sexton that high. I know Doncic, there's questions. Uh, I, somebody told me this week that, that it feels like he's like a mid-major athlete. Like he couldn't go in the ACC and play with those athletes. But, but then, Doug, yeah, that, he's that's been wrong. playing in the, the second-best uh, basketball division in the world overseas. Yeah. Now, he go, he's going no, listen, in, in listen, international th- play against, uh, against yeah. Porzingis. He's going head-to-head with a lot of guys who are in the NBA now. You know, this guy played alongside Goran Dragic. Like, I just feel like Doncic can come in and be a factor immediately. If, if you said to me, this would be my statement on Doncic, Jason McIntyre, our guest. If you said to me this on Doncic, hey, he's, he's the guy you can count on most to be a solid pro, I would agree with you. Like, I, you know what? He's going to be a good – why? Because he's a good pro now in Europe, and he's only going to get better. If you told me that – I'm, we're, this is floor and ceiling. His floor is higher than some the Michael Porters with the back and some of the personality oh, quirks yeah. than the Trey Youngs of the world, or than maybe even DeAndre Ayton, who plays at a position which is being marginalized. That I agree with you. I think his ceiling isn't as high as some of the other players. So yeah, right, let me let me ask you this. This is yes. you know, and again, I, I don't know if, if this is spilling too many beans, but I you know been been close to some people that are. Uh, you know, in the L.A. facility, seeing a lot of, of these guys work out, and I'm hearing some stuff about Marvin Bagley. Like, on the Duke campus, all the players live together, except for Marvin Bagley. He wasn't all into the team the way a lot of the other guys were. Now, I don't know what that says about him, you know, in the bigger his par- picture. His parents, his parents moved to Durham, it should be, should be pointed out. But, yeah, go ahead. That's fair, but at the same time, this is a guy who, when you ask the Duke players – Who's a, who's a better prospect? Who would you rather have, Carter or Bagley? They're almost unanimously saying Wendell Carter. And again, I, yeah. I don't think that's a knock on Bagley. It just, in a way, Doug, for me, it feels like Bagley is, is a super talented offensive player, but you know he's excited to go to Sacramento. That, he's the only guy who will really work out for them. They couldn't get Luca in the building. Uh, uh, Mo Bamba wants nothing to do. He's not sending his medicals to Sacramento. Like, Something seems off about Bagley, and personally, I wouldn't take him one or two. I, I like other guys instead. Jason McIntyre joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Who's the big name who gets traded tonight? Ooh, um, can I can I can I get away with saying Kawhi, or is there just no shot at that? It, it, no, go it, ahead. It you can get away with saying odd. Kawhi. It struck me as odd that the day after the reported uh, meeting between Pop. And Kawhi, the Lakers are shifting around to make a move to uh, get an extra second-round draft pick. And if you're looking at it big picture, you know, listen, we've seen Daryl Morey work wonders, move mountains with a bunch of second-round draft picks. Again, I don't know that the Lakers are doing that, 
but this is their shot. You get Kawhi in the building, Doug, if you're able to pull it off, and I know there's stuff about Popovich doesn't want anything to do with Lonzo, if you can get Kawhi in the building, you know, Clippers can kiss LeBron goodbye, okay? All the pipe dreams about LeBron going to Boston, all this stuff, he's going to be going to L.A. if they get Kawhi tonight. Uh, what about the Boston Celtics? There's a lot of rumors that they're uh, that they want to make a move. Some think they want to trade up to get in the top five of the NBA draft. Some people, of course, think they want to draft Kawhi Leonard. What do you think happens with the Celtics? Yeah, my guess is they stand pat. I know Danny Ainge is a riverboat gambler, and he likes to do some wacky things that usually work in his favor. Obviously, the Jason Tatum deal last year, um, but I just have to say they have not seen Hayward, Kyrie, Tatum, Jalen Brown all together. And I just wonder, if you make a move to try to get Kawhi or you make a move up for Bamba, and you have to part with one of those four guys, who I really like a lot. If you could get rid of Marcus Smart and Rozier, that's another story. But if you've got to part with one of those core four, I just wonder about the chemistry and you're constantly tinkering. At some point, you've got to go with what got you there, right? At some point, Ainge has to stand pat and be like, these are our guys, let's make it happen. Well, it's interesting because he stood pat last year and then got crit- criticized for not making any not making any moves even after they landed Gordon Hayward and then all of a sudden he gets Kyrie Irving and now you're like okay well now he's got to make another move. Yeah, Does I mean he? listen, uh, remember people were upset in Boston that he passed on Paul George, Jimmy Butler, kind of worked out in his favor. Uh, and, and the NBA is so crazy. You don't, Doug, we don't know who could magically appear, who's going to hold their franchise hostage and be like, I want out, I'm done here. I mean, Anthony Davis won a round in the playoffs. He's got several years left on his contract. Are we a thousand percent certain he's not going to go to management and be like, "Hey, guys, ship me out of town. I'm done here." I, I just, you just don't know in the NBA right now. That's what's so crazy about it. Jason McIntyre joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Part of our draft coverage gets underway seven o'clock Eastern Time. Chris Broussard and Karam Butler as well will join him for the entirety of the first round to talk all things NBA, and of course they will cover every pick of the NBA draft. If you were to tell me there's a sleeper in the draft, who is it? Um, sleeper. Uh, this is not. And, and remember be a sleeper. Remember a sleeper to you. It doesn't. It's a sleeper to other people, right? Like if right. I say, if I was to say Kevin Knox, I think I, no, I don't think I think sense. that would be a sleeper to people, even though he's climbing up into the right. into the top ten. I'll go with a guy outside of the top twenty. I'm going to go, and everybody knows him, but the guys who stick around college for a few years, and you know, when they come to draft time, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this guy. We've seen his body of work. Can he get much better? The guy I like is a sleeper, Grayson Allen. I know he had the issues tripping people, but this is a guy who is a tremendous shooter. He has destroyed in these workouts out here in L.A. Grayson Allen is just lighting I- it up. I think he can contribute almost immediately, honestly, as a sixth or seventh guy, and he's going to be going late in the first round to a good team. I mean, again, I don't know that the Warriors would take him if he's going to be there, but you're telling me Grayson Allen couldn't contribute off the Warriors bench in the same vein of like a Quinn Cook, a Patrick McCall? I I love Grayson Allen late first round. I I like uh, Grayson Allen as well. I think end of the first round, a lot of people like him. There's Amari Spellman, Villanova is a little bit younger, not as refined, but also could be a stretch five. Mo Wagner. The kid from Michigan, who of course led them to the Final Four, yeah. I think again stretch five, who can guard in the post, maybe not as good defensively as what some other uh, five men could be, but I do think that you know, look, you either have to be able to shoot or really defend the rim as as a big guy, and if you can do both, now you're super super valuable. Jason McIntyre is our is our guest. Um, what do you what are your honest thoughts on LeBron? Right, like if you were to, if I was to ask you right now. 
LeBron James, first game of the season, playing where with whom? In L.A. with Paul George. That, that would be my – I've been I've stuck with it for 11 months. You know, listen, Doug, you and I are on that small uh, Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA island. You know, we don't have a lot of friends over uh, on that island. But, you know, listen, uh, two finals MVPs. Durant, to my, in, in my opinion, has proven us right. I'm also with the opinion LeBron's best chance at catching uh, Jordan, not with six rings, but by resuscitating the greatest franchise in NBA history, the Lakers, Okay, which Kobe left in tatters when he demanded a ton of money. LeBron can elevate the Lakers, take down the dynasty that is the Warriors, and win a ring. I don't know how that doesn't put him over Michael Jordan. I think that's the best avenue for LeBron. He could bring a friend which is what he loves to do everywhere he goes, whether it's Miami, back to Cleveland. He could bring Paul George. They don't have to mortgage assets for him. And listen, I want Lonzo out of town as much as the next guy. But when you look at that, the wings there, Kuzma, Ingram, Josh Hart, those are all two-way players, like good young players. I think that's a core that can take down the Warriors. So I'm going with LeBron in L.A. on opening night. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what the Warriors do because I do think their bench isn't nearly what it has been. Um, they're going to have to rework some things. They're trying to kind of keep the Hampton Five together, and and I would also say that if LeBron goes to a new team, he's going to have to have the expectations that it's going to be year two that he really makes his move. Remember, year one didn't win it in, in uh, Miami. Year one didn't oh, win it. Some of that was injury point. in Cleveland. So it's it's got to be a, a two year plan. And I think sticking with those younger players, like what what's going to be interesting to see is look if they can get Kawhi and they got to get rid of some of these young guys, I guess you swallow hard and you do it. But otherwise, if you can keep those core young guys in back, um, I just, uh, I, intact, I think you're you're one year away from real. Because in one year, then Draymond's contract is up, Clay Thompson's contract is up. In one year, LeBron James will have fully kind of understood how to play with these guys. Lonzo would be in year three, Ingram in year four, Kuzma in year three. I think that's the year in which they got a shot. So you're going Paul Lakers George would be well, in the second though. year. Are you going I Lakers? Th- I, huh? Are you going Lakers? Yeah. Is that your pick? I mean, okay. Good I, it, is, it is. It is. It's my, it's my, it's the most likely thing. It's like a poorly kept secret. This kind of feels like it's going to work. I just don't know if it's going to be Paul George or Kawhi or both. That That part I don't know. But I do think that uh, I do think that it will be it will be LeBron LeBron in LA. I like it, Doug. Uh, on the same side, rare for us. You know, we usually disagree, but I, I like it. Um. Okay. So, uh, it's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Kyrie Kyrie Irving is kind of a different sort of dude, right? Kind yeah, of a different sort of dude. And I've seen you tweet about it i've seen you write about it i've heard heard what you've said about it that you think he wants to be in new york next year not this year the following year why yeah i mean you you look at the guy he he is a little different as you said you know there's a guy from jersey um he's he's really wanted his own show you know he had the show in cleveland then lebron came back and you know he was unhappy even though they won a title he's like i'm out of here you know i I, I, it's lebron's team you know i want to i want to beat him out the door so then he goes to boston and they really exceeded expectations without him. And the whole story, the whole narrative is, well, it's Brad Stevens' team. And, you know, here comes Jason Tatum. And, you know, oh, yeah, they have Kyrie Irving also. Kyrie Irving is going to be a free agent. He's going to opt out, obviously, and, and, and have the chance next year to go anywhere he wants. I think he's going to want to pick his own team, and he's going to want to play with someone who he's tight with. And we all know him and Jimmy Butler are good friends, dating back to the Team USA days. 
they're both very Hollywood. You know, Jimmy Butler hangs out with Mark Wahlberg. He's out here in L.A. running the club scene in the summer. And Kyrie Irving, as we know, has a movie coming out. He's now magically right ahead of his movie dating this chick who dated uh, Justin Bieber. So it all adds up to me is they want to be either in L.A. or New York, those two as a team. And the Knicks, because of their salary cap situation, can't afford both. The new uh, the Brooklyn Nets, based on that trade yesterday for Dwight Howard, now can afford two max guys. And I think Kyrie and Jimmy Butler in Brooklyn is going to be a live option for those two next year. I, I've heard about the Brooklyn thing for a long time. Okay, let me explain oh. to you since the, the not 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 Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving. Okay, Brooklyn is not New York. Okay, you have to not. go across a bridge. You have to go across a bridge to get there. It's not that's going going to Brooklyn is going to the Clippers. It's the exact same thing. And you're the assertion that you're making is, oh, it's somebody else. Like, look, Kyrie Irving would have to be the first point guard in NBA history to be worse under Brad Stevens than he was <laughs> elsewhere. Whereas the opposite is true. You know, I mean, Terry Rozier was their fourth guard and he performed better than that level in the playoffs. Why? Because he's playing for Brad and the system's really good for guards and he lets him play. Kyrie was having a great year. He had knee problems, and he'll come back and he'll play with a great team, and he'll be the best player on that team. The idea that he's already got hit mentally packed to go to the Clippers of the East, and that's the Brooklyn Nets, to me is a huge leap. There's lots of people who are friends with hmm. The idea that, oh, he's out in L.A. all the time. Guess who else is out in L.A. in the summertime? Everybody! Kevin Durant just bought a house in L.A. Like every, Literally every NBA player spend t- spends time living or working out in Los Angeles. So you have no proof. Place to be. You have no proof, Senator McIntyre. No, there's, of course there's no you- proof, Doug. But I will say this. He walked away from LeBron James. You don't think he walked away from Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward? I mean, come on, the guy, Kyrie Irving... This is the dude who's pushing this. But, but why? Well, hold on. But why? But again, but you're, why would he? Why did he walk away from LeBron James? It it wasn't just that he wanted his own show. It was that LeBron wasn't willing to commit to staying, so they couldn't get a Paul George. It's that LeBron ran the entire organization, so you never felt like you had a had a say in something. Yeah. Kyrie Irving also, is very you know, we, much a part of the Celtics. Yeah. They're building a, a roster that can win a championship for the next five years if you keep everybody together. That's the way it'll work. And so Certainly, the idea but, that you're going to do that, give it away, to go to the Clippers of the East and re- completely rebuild it with the Brooklyn Nets, I think is a huge leap uh, you're taking listen, before I we ever see this team play together. Leap, but at the same time, let, let's remind everybody, when they were uh, together in the playoffs, remember there was a practice, the legendary story, that uh, Tyron Lue tried to tell Kyrie something, and Kyrie basically was not listening to him and said, go tell LeBron, it's his team, and just walked off the court. I'm telling you, man, this guy really likes the idea of ownership. He doesn't like answering to anybody, and, and I, I can just see things going sideways next year if he doesn't feel he's in control. I like Kyrie Irving a lot. I got a Kyrie Irving jersey. You know, I don't, I don't mind admitting that. I'm a fan of his work. I'll probably see Uncle Drew. It feels to me like he wants to be the guy in control, and I don't think that's the case in Boston. That's Jason McIntyre. Check him out tonight in the NBA draft coverage for Fox Sports Radio. J-Mac, thanks so much for joining us, dude. All right, Doug. Thanks a lot, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. What you haven't heard is the Cleveland Cavaliers looking to package Kevin Love or package anything else they have, or package expiring contracts with their number eight pick to move up 
or to get a player. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed there has been no chatter out of Cleveland about that sort of stuff? Do you know why that is? That's because Cleveland is doing the right thing, even if it's the hard thing. You think your girl's going to leave you. You get in the sense that she's going to call it off. What do you do? Right? You've been together for four years. You just think she's not feeling it anymore. You just Do you go do the Hail Mary and ask her to marry you? Do you go get a ring even though you're like, yeah, we've been fighting a lot more? Let's plan a trip. One of the, one of the biggest mistakes that married couples make or just couples make is in an effort to try and fix things. Do you know what they do? Ramos, do you know what they do in an effort to try and fix things in a long, long-time relationship? I don't. Let's have another kid. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not laughing at all. People will do that. They, music, I'm just telling you, like, if, when they try to have another kid, that'll fix things. Right? But all a kid does is not sleep. All a kid does is make the, the things that you didn't. Well, he's a great dad. He can be. She's a great mom. She can be. They're not a great couple still. People will do this or they'll, they'll buy a dog, right? If they already have kids and you decide to not, if you, maybe you had the little snip snip, they'll buy a dog. You know what? It'll bring the kids closer to the family closer. It doesn't. Now all of a sudden the dog gets caught in the middle. You try and have another kid, the kid gets caught. Or if it's a relationship that hasn't ended in marriage, the guy will be like, you know what? I'm just going to ask her to marry her. Like, like that's going to, and that will backfire. Remember, last time around, Cleveland had Mike Brown as their coach. They won 61 games in the regular season. They made a bunch of moves to try and keep him there, including bringing in Shaquille O'Neal. Do you remember that? They lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they fired Mike Brown. That'll do it. That'll show LeBron we're serious about making changes around here. And what did LeBron do? He gone. Having a kid doesn't fix a relationship. Buying a dog doesn't fix a family. And putting a wedding ring on her family uh, on her finger is not going to make her love you more or more truly. If LeBron James is leaving, he's leaving. If he's staying, he's staying. But for the future of the franchise, the best thing you can do is let's go draft the best player available at eight. Let's see what happens with LeBron. If he leaves and we can do a sign and trade, great. Get something back that we want in return. Otherwise, we're going to have a massive spat, uh, a massive uh, batch of cap space, and we'll we'll figure that out when the time comes. If she's going to leave, putting a ring on her finger is only going to delay that. If you're going to get a divorce, having a kid is only going to delay that, and by the way, make it more expensive. So that's my thing on Cleveland. Like, I think sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. This happens with houses. Happens with houses. Like you're trying to sell your house and look, if you want to paint the inside, you, you can paint the inside. That might lighten it up. But the idea of doing construction before you're going to sell the house, all you're doing is putting more cost on it and lessening your profit. Or if you're going to lose money in the house, making your loss even more. If somebody's going to buy your house and redo your house, they're going to want to redo it in their own vision. Unless you're going to redo the entire thing, that's one thing. 
But if you're going to do just like small jobs, like, you know, we just need to redo this bathroom, don't do it. Don't redo the bathroom. Somebody's going to buy your house. Let them redo the bathroom. If you're going to, if, if LeBron James is going to walk out the door, we'll figure it out then. It doesn't make it better. It actually makes it worse. And so Kobe Altman, for all his youth, all his inexperience, and the fact that he did a decent job but really got housed in both of these trades that they've made regarding Kyrie Irving, I think that this is the smart thing, the smart play. Do nothing. Draft a really good player and figure out how much cap space you have before you get your next player. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Earlier today, uh, Baker Mayfield was on the herd. I I thought there was some fascinating, fascinating stuff. Uh, We'll get to it with Lincoln Riley, head coach of the University of Oklahoma, uh, momentarily. Um, I I thought that that Baker gave it back to Colin pretty good. Um, But I thought it was an, you know, look, Baker was really prepared for the interview and he purported himself well and he showed that he got a little bit of that fighting spirit that he's not willing to let himself be cast in a light that he doesn't feel to be accurate, which I like. My, my issue with, with Baker has only been, I do think there's a point to which he he has all the intangibles in the world, um, but there's a certain ta- need, need for tangibles, not just intangibles. So, and look, let's not act like Baker is, though I don't like false humility, I do like some humility. I, I didn't love the idea that, that San Diego wanted to meet, or LA, excuse me, the Chargers wanted to meet with him, and... He blew off their playbook, which tells anybody that the Chargers couldn't draft him. Can't draft a guy who tells everybody, not only did I not look at the playbook, but I'm going to tell Sports Illustrated I didn't look at the playbook. Can I ask you guys a question that I don't know the answer to? Uh, Buyer, this is for you. I'll I'll get to that in a second about the Argentina thing. I just don't know enough about it. Um. Lincoln Riley is the head coach of Oklahoma. He was just awarded a contract extension, a little bump in pay after one year, and all they did was uh, win a Big 12 title, go to the national semifinals, and win a Heisman Trophy for his quarterback. He's OU's head coach. He joins us. Uh, Lincoln, how are you? I'm great, Doug. How are you doing? Good, man. What's it, what's it mean to you that Joe Castiglione, who originally believed in you, said, you know what, you're doing such a good job, let's give you a bump after year one? That means a lot, you know. I think in any any business, anything that we do in life, to to have people that that support you, that uh, you know, that make you feel wanted and and appreciated for for what you've done, uh, give you some security, which is a little, you know, a little bit tougher to get in this business maybe than some others. Um, yeah, it means a great deal. Uh, I know they they uh, you know they've always been very proactive with us, very fair. Uh, we've been lucky to have some good success and. Uh, and Oklahoma has been been great to us. So, uh, yeah, I think it just sends a message that there's been a lot of great things that have been happening, and uh, and hopefully the best is yet to come. All right, tell me something that you learned from being a head coach that you, you didn't know. Like, you know, you think you know because you're right there next to a couple of really good guys in your last two jobs, but now you're like, well, I, I, had, I had no idea. You know, probably just how much of it really is, is managing people, um, you know, and how – how important that is. Uh, there's just so much that goes into that on a day-to-day basis. And, uh, you know, you've, when you're lucky like we are to have, 
as many great people uh, in this program as we do. I think it's just about you know setting the direction and then and then doing your best to manage those people and let them do what they do best. And then and then you can turn out a really great product on the field, you know, which we've been able to do. But yeah, there's uh, you know there, there's so much that goes into it at this level, you know, and then when you're as involved on the on the football so, side of it, uh, you know, as I am, that uh, you got to have a lot of great people around you. So we've been very blessed in, in that regard. How often do you get home to Texas? Not much. Not as much as I should, honestly, probably with it being that close. I'm probably there recruiting more than I'm actually there, you know, going home, but probably twice a year right now. Well, but I mentioned it because you picked up this Bob Stoops Ohio accent during your time in OU. <laughs> you so? I just wonder when they go home, they're like, dude, wait, wait, what? Like, how <laughs> yeah, did... Actually, it's maybe all you... You, yeah, you grow up in Texas, and then you you get out to the East Coast, North Carolina, and then back here. And yeah, it's my accent maybe doesn't know doesn't know where it's at right now. No, I mean, like, listen, we we all like you. You get up and you get two Stoops boys that you're working with, you know, right. last couple years, yeah. and you're like, well, I guess this is how everybody talks, and you pick up patterns of speech from the people around you, right? That's how like accents are formed. That's right. And so I just I, I just wonder if when you go back home, they're like. Wait what? Like, <laughs> they think I'm from you Youngstown. used to y'all. You used to y'all everything, and now you don't y'all anything. I know what's what's wrong with me. I need to go spend some more time back home. I I, I think that's that's accurate. How'd you think Baker did uh, with Cowherd today? You know, I didn't see it. A couple of the guys uh, told me that he did pretty well. So you know, Baker's not uh Baker's pretty sharp. You know, so he's not gonna. And he's definitely not going to back down. That's not his. Uh, that's not his mo. So I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he kept. Uh, I'm sure he kept calling on his toes. All right. Here, here's 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 uh, Baker earlier today with Colin learning on learning from his mistakes. My mistakes are are not things that need to be a franchise quarterback. But within football, there's a lot of trash talk. A lot of stuff that has not been made aware to everybody. Yeah, there was mistakes, but I, I've definitely learned from it. I wasn't a franchise quarterback then. I'm hoping to be one in the future. And I can learn from my mistakes and do that. Do Do you think Do you think it's it's legitimate that he has evolved and learned from any of the missteps, whether the crotch grab or the flint, or the uh, the the flag planting that some deem to be mistakes? Yeah, no, I think he definitely has. Uh, I wouldn't say that the flag planting was one, but uh, you know, he's. Uh, yeah, I, the, some of the mistakes that he's made. I mean, I think the first thing was he owned up to him in the beginning, which a lot of guys, you know, that's that's difficult for them to do, especially on such a public stage, uh, you know, that that has happened on. And yeah, I definitely would just day to day dealing with him, knowing him like I do. I think he's absolutely made progress. Is he perfect? No. Uh, is uh, does he still have some growing to do? Of course he does, but I think he's shown that he's he's on the right track. Um, you know that he's learning from his mistakes, not making the same ones over and over again. So, uh, and for him, it's a little bit of a balance of some of the things that maybe have caused some of those mistakes, are also what what makes him great. And so, uh, I think he's smart enough to realize that he yes, you want to grow and mature and continue to get better but you don't want to take away the thing that really separates you as well and so uh, i think he's learning to balance those yeah you got to balance it you know i mean you see i mean all the great ones you see have just that intense burning desire uh and i think guys as as they've gotten older have learned to, to manage it better and when to use it when not to not let it get you in trouble but also let it let it allow you to play at the highest level possible yeah, that's that's, but that's the hard part, right? Like, how do I, how do I keep that edge and yet don't let it? And I'm with you on the flag, pla, uh, the flag planting. Like, I'm even, I'm even with you. Like, I, 
on, on the crotch grab, I, uh, you know, if, when they didn't want to shake his hands and they're trying to take shots at him, I, you know, talking a little, I'm okay with a little trash talk. I don't, I've never had a problem with any of that stuff with Baker. My, my big question is, look, you've coached this offense and you've, and this offense and the style of, not just the style of offense, but the way in which you guys have kind of taken college football, especially in Texas and in Oklahoma by storm has produced from Case Keenum to Manziel to to the Ward kid that was at Houston, like we've seen huge numbers from guys that are really good quarterbacks and guys that are just okay quarterbacks. Uh, I guess my question becomes: You take him out of that offense, you put him in the NFL. Um, how hard is it going to be to evolve to being an NFL quarterback, making NFL throws with bigger players where you aren't a step ahead of the defense? Yeah, no, I think there's. Uh... Uh, I think a couple things. One, the NFL offensively is more like college right now than it's ever been. And I think in five years, it's going to be even more that direction. I mean, that's definitely the trend. You you look at the two teams that I think resemble us the most offensively, and that's the New England Patriots and the, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's not surprising to me that those are the two teams, you know, standing at the end of the year in the Super Bowl. So I think it's I think the offenses are trending more towards what's going on here. I think which will provide some familiarity. Um, and I think I think the thing about, I would say for Baker is you know he did it for three straight years. Uh, he did it against elite competition. Uh, he did it sure. in big games, and he did it with a a kind of a rotating cast, uh, a rotating supporting cast. We had a lot of guys. You know, Sterling Shepard, D.D. Westbrook, you know, Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan that, that were here some of the years and then gone, and he had to do it with different guys each year and still did it at a, at a high level and was the most efficient quarterback that's ever played in college. So, uh, yeah, I think the guys, you know, I think he's proven he can do it, and I think the direction of the NFL offenses will, will absolutely benefit him right now. Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma's head football coach, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, let's talk about your current number one quarterback. QB1 is Kyler Murray. For people who didn't follow his high school career, it's about as good a high school career as you're ever going to have. I think he played for his dad, right, at, at Allen High School. 42-0 and as a starting quarterback. Uh, then he goes to A&M, and he got to start early on, but then gets beaten out, transfers to OU, and he's sitting kind of waiting for Baker Mayfield to, to either leave early last year or to, to graduate and play. So now he's going to be a starting quarterback. Then he goes and has a great breakthrough baseball season. And and he's taken ninth overall in the Major League Baseball draft. Did you did you know going into the Major League Baseball draft he was going to be selected that high? Uh, well, first off, he, he's not the starter here yet. we got a heck of a competition going on right now with Austin Kendall. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But Kyler's, you know, yeah, Kyler's a... He's a. Uh, it's an interesting story. Uh, we knew coming into this uh, when when we first had conversations about him coming to Oklahoma that that baseball was going to be a factor. And so, based on our conversations before he ever stepped foot on this campus, I was very comfortable with the fact that he was going to play college football regardless of what happened with baseball. And he and his family have stayed true to that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty amazing though, really. You know, I think a guy, I think he practiced with our baseball team like ten times this year. You know, and then goes out and has the kind of year and shows the kind of ability that make him a a top a top ten pick in the in the major league baseball draft. So, it's it's a great story. Uh, it's 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 very impressive what he's been able to do on both. Um, I think football wise. Uh, you know, he's really benefited from being out of the spotlight here, you know, for the last couple of years, you know, getting a chance to watch Baker the way he prepared. Uh, I think for Kyler, a chance to, to grow up, to mature, to uh, to really get himself ready to, to have a chance to be a quarterback, a, a really good starting quarterback at this level. Um, 
And so I, I just think the whole period of time has been good for him. So he's in a good place right now, and, and uh, here working out with our guys. And, and like I said, we've got two really good ones between him and Austin Kendall that are going to go at it pretty good, and, and we'll, see, uh, we, we'll see who's standing in the end. Okay, so listen, like you recruited Austin out of Charlotte, and, um, and so he's going to be with the program um, as, as well, but you, know, you feel like he's kind of more all in. Like, does that, that has to play a factor in who you decide to play, doesn't it? Well, I just don't look at it that way. I, I look at it, you know, Austin is absolutely all in, but I mean, Kyler is too. I mean, because I, I think a lot of guys, you know, if they weren't all in, he would be full-time baseball right now. I mean, he's got, you know, obviously great opportunity there, and a lot of people would think, well, why wouldn't you just go do that? You've got, you know, a good chunk of money in the bank, a team that's invested in you. Why wouldn't you just go ahead and go get started and risk injury or whatever have you? And uh so I think that shows his commitment that he's been willing to to put that on hold, that he's been willing to go through the grind of trying to play two sports when playing one is hard as hell uh, in its own, uh, and he's he's played two. So I think they're both equally committed. And so now at the end of the day, it's going to be about us just being as good as we can this year, and whoever helps us do that, that's that's who we'll play. All right, I just want to make sure uh, that wasn't a that wasn't. It wasn't something against the cheerleaders. When Austin had an errant pass in the spring game and took out that cheerleader, there's no previous relationship we need to talk about, right? Yeah, no kidding. If it is, that's it was very good accuracy. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it was kind of a wild deal. We had a windy day, and ball just kind of took off. And, uh, yeah, she, good thing she was pretty tough. She hung in there well. She did. She popped back up, and she was cheering on the sideline. Lincoln Riley, uh, the head coach of Oklahoma, joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Last thing, and I think this is incredibly important for football fans, something you said earlier, and I, I, I was listening. You mentioned how NFL offenses are starting to mirror some of these college offenses. Why has it taken so long for this to happen? Like we saw, uh, look, we saw what they did in Houston when. Um, they put Deshaun Watson back there. They started running some zone read, letting him move around. Uh, they changed some of that kind of the motion game stuff that, that he used in college. We saw with RG3, but then then the, the Redskins tried to morph him into kind of a classic pro-style thrower. Why now is it something that's accepted at the higher level? I think two reasons. Um, I think a lot of times trends take time to catch on. You know, I can remember... 15 years ago when, you know, we were at Texas Tech and we had a pretty good run offensively. It's, you know, I, I was shocked all those years that people weren't trying to hire more of our assistants and, and that, that the thing wasn't taking off. And then finally somebody did it and there was, there was more success and then it just, it blew up from there. And I think it's been the same thing at the NFL level. I think there's been a, a resistance to it, uh, almost kind of, not, not egotistical is not the right word, but hey, this is how we've done it in the NFL forever, so this is just how we're going to do it. And then I think as some people have branched out and tried, and those teams have been very successful, you've just seen more and more start to go to it. And then I think the other thing is with the with the new hour rules with the NFL players, the fact that coaches can't have them up there all the time. There's much more limited contact between coaches and players, um, which is a lot closer to the model we have in college. You only have so many hours and so many different times of the year that you can work with them and so i think you got to have a system that allows you to to be able to get that implemented so guys can play well early and uh so right. yeah those are the two factors in my mind um uh lincoln i want to ask you about the nike uniforms because i don't know if you know this i used to do local radio in oklahoma city and i, I remember when nebraska they, they just put a stripe on their pants and fans up there went crazy 
That's you right. You guys have switched over to these Nike uniforms. I know there's four kind of different looks. I mean, and in things you didn't think you'd have to deal with, um, with the new uniforms, have you started to get some calls from some of the blue hairs, some of the old folks that, that have donated money for years? Like, don't you ever, you tell those, you tell those people at Nike, you ain't going to change my uniforms. Have you gotten the calls yet? You don't know. Cause I think they know we're, we're, we're smart enough to understand we've got some of the most iconic uniforms. So we're, we're very conservative as far as, you know, change and we'll update of course, but we're going to, we're going to always stay with our traditional uniforms. They're, they're too good to need to change, but the jump man, you know, the whole Jordan brand has been a, a special deal for us. It's, it's, it's very exclusive. Um, and it's, uh, something that's, you know, just very unique, which we think our program is here too. So it's been a great thing for our players, our recruits. I think our fans have had fun with it and, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun ride with, uh, with the Jordan brand. Yeah, it should be really, really cool. All right. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Congrats on the new deal. We look forward to catching up with you once you select a starting quarterback. Enjoy your summer, uh, in Norman. All right. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate you. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.